on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were on a Break pad. I said that funny. I, like that. I said it funny. Pad. like a pad. Welcome into the podcast. Uh, we're on the uh, one with all the rugby. Can you believe Season four, episode 15. I don't know if you want to keep it, so I just I'm gonna kept keep going. I'm going to keep it. No, I'm going to keep it. Because I was going to say, you know, we've we've been doing this for four and a half seasons, and this is the first big intro mess up. You're usually, you're so on top. <laughs> I really and I think the audience needs to know that we're we're just like them. You're such a bitch. <laughs> You're like, Katie's finally fucking messing up. Keep it rolling. Keep Post that up. it. Got sound on that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, we're just like us. Yeah, it's a me moment, though it's not even you. Why don't you read another mean comment about somebody telling me how much they hate my laugh? <laughs> oh my god, Katie, I'm actually so glad you brought that up. Because, oh, no. no, 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 this is a good thing. Okay. And I waited to talk about it on the podcast for I'm you. I'm scared, I'm scared. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Yes, okay. Yesterday was the opening night for my show. Which was incredible, you guys. Oh, my God. It went so well. I'm very proud of it. And Katie was in attendance, came out <laughs> to support your girl. I was so happy. I'm so nervous. The amount of my friends who came up to me after the show <laughs> and said, who was your friend that was sitting like towards the back? And I said, oh, Katie. And they were like, she has the most incredible laugh <coughs> I've ever heard. They were telling me that they loved it. It elevated the show for them. <laughs> like they, they were like, every time she laughed, it was like infectious and it just made everything better. Like, the people separate, like, this was not just one group telling me at once. This was, like, separately. I would go to different groups of people, and they were, like, shout out to Katie's laugh. And I had to tell you, I was, like, I was, like, her controversial laugh needs to be acknowledged. This it really, it's so controversial, though. <laughs> but it's You either fantastic. love it or you hate it. Listen, I, I love that I, because I was self-conscious about it, because there was one one of them that got me so good and it was a quick one and I knew that I only had like 15 seconds before the next <laughs> one to stop laughing and I I couldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like I have to get it together or I'm gonna embarrass her but it's and the crazy part is that they were like your friend at the back I was at the front so my voice was just carrying <laughs> all the way to the back well, to be fair you were behind them because they were front okay row, so okay you were behind them I could okay. see kind of where people were in the audience from the stage. Mm-hmm. I wanted but. to wave at you so bad, <laughs> and I told her this earlier when we started talking. I literally just wanted to, like, or, like, wink. I just wanted you to know that I was there, but you knew I was there. <laughs> oh, I could uh, see everyone. Uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm not going to do this to her, but I just I just wanted to, hey, hey, girl, I'm here. <laughs> Woo! Like, flash my tits really quick or something. Oh, my God, if you had flashed your tits <laughs> in the middle of the show... I don't know, like, it either would have gone to a screeching halt, or, like... I would never. Maybe professionally, we would have moved on, and then we would have all gone backstage and been like, did you see my friend's tits? (laughs) It wouldn't have been the girl with the laugh. It wouldn't have been. It would have been the girl girl with the tits. She she unfurled her tits during the show. Unfurled. 
<laughs> oh because to Christ. me, okay, I say unfurled because I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. But I've never know, heard that word. You know, in like uh, like shows and movies where like the, there's like a flashing scene and the girl will just lift up her shirt and be like, ha and like it's like quick and simple and there's like clearly she's not wearing a bra. I have my entire life been fascinated by that because I always think like are bitches just running around with no bras? Like, have you never happening? flashed someone in public with your biggie boobies? No, I don't think I've ever flashed someone. But I'm thinking it's pretty in easy. real life. I'm thinking like, okay, you would have to grab the underwire of yes. the bra, and then you'd have to do it in one swoop. Lift but it in up. movies and TV, they show it from the back, and there's not a bra. There's not, like, a bra line. There's not a bra class. Well, they don't have big and, boobies. But then, like, clearly, then they'll come back, and, like, clearly the person's wearing a bra. I'm just like, this is not life. Well, so like, the dress it. like the dress I wore last night, I wasn't wearing a bra, and I could have brought it down. It wouldn't have been like <laughs> the movies, way. but I could have brought it. But I've also, in my drunk bar days, have totally flashed a guy from across the bar. And you can do it really quickly. I've always thought, like, if I were to do that, just the absolute, like, kathunk mm. that would happen. Because I've got some sizable jugs. So I'm just thinking gravity. Like, if I if I pulled up my bra <laughs> and my boobs, I'm I'm moving them for Katie to see. I'm just thinking of the like, slap oh, that sometimes yeah, mine like, make. Like, it You would know what I'm realizing? Do you remember that night that we went out for karaoke? Yes. And I was having sex with somebody already at the bar, but then I made out with someone else that night? Yes. That was the night that I flashed the other guy from across the bar. You were there. I didn't see it. No, and neither did the guy that I fucking flashed. Because I went over and I was like, do you like the view? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just flashed you from over there. He was like, I didn't see that. And I was like, you were looking at me. He was like, I didn't see your boobs. And I was like, damn, well, I hope fucking somebody did because I hauled him out. <laughs> so you were there for the quick flashing and it must there. have not been that loud because you didn't hear any clap clap from behind I, Well, you. there was music blaring. If it had been a dead silent room. One time I just like was walking around and I sat on the couch with a little too much zest and they slapped together. And Bro, Roland was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, just my boobs slapping against my bare, like, sternum. <laughs> Not the sternum. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes when I, like, race out of bed to pee in the middle of the night, they just, like, whoom, and they clap as I'm on my way out. And I'm like, a round of applause. She's awake. Around the world, around the <laughs> and world. And that's a trick I can do, too. <laughs> if I stand in a certain position with my arms okay. ahead of me, I can make them go in circles and they clap together. They come around and they clap. I love that and we always bring the conversation around to your boobs somehow. You started it. <laughs> I did You start started it. talking about people well, flashing. you said you were going to flash me. In the no, I, w- I wasn't actually. I'm not that terrible of a <laughs> I person. I was just wouldn't. thinking, what's the most shocking thing if that maybe did, would, would get her to look going. at me? I would just keep continuing with the show because I'm a profesh, but it would be like... Oh, opening night, baby. We've got groupies. <laughs> See, and I would think that I would be afraid that you would be like, you're out of the wedding. <laughs> Sweetie, I can't have this type of behavior. No, I would acceptable. think it was fun. I wouldn't, I'd be like shocked. I'd be like, don't do that again. But I was I sitting behind who I think were your grandparents. So it's a good thing I kept my titties where they were. <laughs> 
Keep those hunkered down. <laughs> Summer's killing them. I, j- I oh need God, it to so stop. It's so hot in these boobs. <sighs> oh, my God. Should we talk about the one with all the rugby? Yes. Did like I just forever. tell everybody that I flashed someone in a bar with you there? Wow. I can't believe I didn't know about this. I feel like you would have come up I, to me and told me right after. I took, yeah, I'm sure I, I would have. The craziest part of that night was that as this, as I made out with somebody else, the guy that I was sleeping with was watching me. It was a hot mess. You didn't owe him anything. I really didn't. He still had sex with me that night, though. He watched me walk, uh, make out with another man, and then had sex with me later. So whatever. <laughs> I forgot I'm really about making your messy... myself sound like a season slut. I forgot slut. about your messy karaoke era, and honestly, <laughs> I was living for it. it was and now very I don't. Short lived, but it I was, was so short lived, and now I don't leave my house and I do not drink. <laughs> Maybe it's for the best. And you don't sing, and there's no karaoke allowed. And you Listen, pop, I'll say, give, give me a mic, baby, and these pipes are coming straight out. I don't care what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we might cut it all, but I might leave it all. Probably leave it because I don't give a fuck. Tell me after if you if you want. But <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's one of the least shocking things we've talked about on this podcast. <laughs> I love that that I had a sex podcast for four years, and I'm like, oh no, am I a whore? <laughs> As if like I haven't talking talked about swallowing cum for literally four years my god anyway friends it honestly feels like we have not talked about friends in forever we've taken a little we bit ha- of time off we, we were did you had busy. your show my work's been scheduling me like crazy we've just been doing shit yeah you know we've got we got shit to do but i'm excited to be back because i feel like we're in really good episodes mm-hmm mm-hmm the one with all the rugby aired on February 26th, 1998. It was written by Will Calhoun and directed by James Burroughs. We have to talk about this opening scene and then we can decide which storyline we want to follow first. Mm-hmm. But I just absolutely love this nail salon Rachel Chandler scene. It's great. It's a pairing that like... Every, again, every time we get it, I want more of it. I don't know why yeah. I love them together. And, like, not in a romantic way. Like, I love them platonically. Yeah, 100%. I feel like we get so much of them. Like, we get a lot of the Rachel Chandler pairing in, like, seasons three and four. Like, we had the whole, like, cuffs and him dating, like, Joanna and him trying May to, she like... rest. Oh, Joanna. I miss her. <laughs> And then, like, that whole storyline where he's trying to fix Rachel up with people from his office. And then I feel, oh, yeah. like, I feel like once they get Monica together with him, we don't really get a Rachel Chandler pairing anymore. Yeah, that's weird. It's, like, very short-lived in the series, and I wish they I mean, leaned on it more. Maybe it was, like, when they had lack of storylines, they would put them together and then <laughs> come up with stuff. Because I feel like once Monica and Chandler get together, like, that's a whole thing in itself that they can just run with in whatever direction they want to. Like, okay, she's taken care of. Let's mm-hmm. do something else. I have noticed that, like, so there's usually, like, you know, the three main storylines in the show. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed that, like, when one or two characters don't really have their own storyline, they're kind of just, like, inserted randomly to make commentary on yeah. other people's lives. And it's usually Phoebe or Chandler, I feel like. 
Yeah, definitely a lot of Phoebe. And Phoebe does that in this episode, too. And it's not until I, I... And I don't know that this is true. But from what I remember, I don't feel like they gave Phoebe good storylines until she started making as much as everybody else. Remember when the whole thing happened where they wanted to pay all of them a million an episode except for Phoebe? Oh, And then yeah, they fucked. wouldn't do it. And then all the cast members said, fuck you, we're not filming until you give her a million dollars as well. And then once they did, I felt like they gave her equal storylines. Like, maybe it was a, like, paid thing. Where it was like, well, we're not paying her as much as everybody else, so we're not going to use her. I don't know how it works. But I feel like they gave her more serious shit, Mm -hmm. like, in season 8, 9, and 10. And I feel like that's around when the million dollar thing happened. All speculation, Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't remember exactly when when they started making a million dollars an episode. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like it's that they didn't know what to do with Phoebe. Like, because hmm. okay. I, I feel like this is the season where they start to try to give her more stuff. Like, they're trying to fill out her family backstory a lot in these early yeah. seasons. But, like, even even season four Phoebe compared mm-hmm. to what they were giving season one Phoebe, it's like. It's true. Thumb so in a different. drink. Yeah. It's you like, know? oh, okay. They're figuring her out slowly. Mm-hmm. But also, not really. Like, I feel, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm also still very confused about Phoebe's backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, like backstory family-wise? Or... Well, yeah, because, like, she was living on the streets and then, but, like, we don't really know, like, how did she get off of them? Like, mm-hmm. what happened? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. That's true. They do. Get... It's, for me, maybe it's so spread out. That my brain can't piece it together. I do think sometimes they just randomly say shit just to make her seem, like, mysterious and, like, sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then later they're like, oh, wait, yeah, like, <laughs> I forgot we said this. Yeah. The continuity to, is not the best. I'm trying to look up when the, they... I think it was season six, but... Don't well, then that me. would make complete sense for mm-hmm. me being, like, I feel like they did it after... But maybe not. This is too long of an article. I hate when I Google stuff and they really put me into a full read, which I'd love to read, but I'm just looking for a year. Just give me like, like you know, 1990 or like 2000 something. Just give me a year so I can say it. But we'll tell you later, I guess. I mean, the only thing Rachel gets to do in this episode is she runs in and goes, oh my gosh, I felt Josh's pulse. And then... Which I did think was funny. <laughs> it was funny. And then she gets to yell at Monica. And that's really all she does this episode. She doesn't get too much, except for this nail scene mm-hmm. that I love. Yeah, the nail scene is great. And then we get Janice as well. You love a Janice moment. I was so excited when I saw my my leopard lady walking through the door, always in her animal print. My leopard with her lady. Long red nails. The layout of the salon was crazy town. They have Rachel like it's so cramped, and I know that they like laid it out this way for filming purposes, but like. The chair that Chandler's getting a pedicure in is just, like, in the middle of the floor. It's chaotic. And it's squished up right next to Rachel getting her manicure. Like, But you know what? I was like, what nail salon is this? It's one that I probably go to. I went and got my toes done this week, and they were doing, they had, like, they were doing, like, kids manicures, and it was a chaotic mess just like that. Like... <laughs> 
they were in the middle of the store in chairs that would roll around. So if you <laughs> needed to get around them, they would roll. And I was just like, damn, this is stressing me out. So, it's I chaos. mean, I guess. But I like that it's the same layout when Joey comes back to eat the wax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they used the exact same layout of the, the nail salon. And, you know, they just kept it and went with it again. They were like, this worked in a past episode. Let's do it again. I love that. Should we talk about just, let's dive into Chandler and Janice? Thank God, because don't be mad at me. I hate this storyline. Stop, Katie. I wrote in my notes that this is one of my favorite Chandler Janice storylines. It's so classic Chandler. I just love it. But it's so annoying for an entire episode. How could you not think it's funny? 15 Yemen Road Yemen? No, no, no. That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I have a hard time remembering it's a show and that I need to chill a lot of the time. But, like, it was just annoying me that he wasn't putting his foot down or setting any boundaries to make his situation worse and worse. Mm -hmm. It's a sitcom. Of course it needs to get worse. I need to chill, really. But it just annoyed the fuck out of me. Just tell her that you want to go to the airport alone. Tell her that you want to pack alone. Tell her that you want to be alone before you fucking leave. If you're trying to lie, make the lie work for yourself. Don't end up in Yemen. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start from the beginning. I'm there so is mad. a lot to say about it. Here's the thing. So Chandler and Janice, I just they, squeaked. they meet at the did you hear me squeak? I did hear some squeaking. They they go to the apartment formerly known as J-Man and Channies, and he's like, Janice is back. Here she is. She leaves. He's like, oh my god, I can't stand her. Her voice, her laugh, her personality. When Joey turns around and screams, and then she screams, it's so good. Joey's like, why'd you bring her here? There's people here. It's so funny. But here's the thing that I didn't get, to your credit. The thing that I was like, what the fuck? Yep. I looked it up to make sure that I remembered what happened with them chronologically, Last we saw Chandler and Janice, he was clinging on to her leg Mm -hmm. at Central Perk after Mm -hmm. she kissed the Mattress King Mm -hmm. and he decided to break up with her and let her go, like, try to make it work with her ex, who I guess she's now divorced from. Mm -hmm. But, like, the last time we saw them together, like, Chandler was still into her. Mm -hmm. And now it seems so abrupt that, like, he hates her now. Do you know why he was into her? She couldn't have her. Mm. Now that it's available, she's annoying again, and he doesn't want it. I Classic man. <laughs> maybe. I, I was wondering if it, it's maybe the thing of, like, you know when you're so into somebody, but then you break up, and then when you have that, once you have that distance, you're like, wait a minute, like, did Why I was even I even like them? Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. She, I'm romanticizing this person, and she cheated on me with the Mattress King? Like, yeah, Joey's right. She yeah. is annoying. Like, And she, maybe he's in that phase after his breakup with Kathy where he's like, I don't, I fucking hate women, <laughs> you know? Like, Alyssa's going to your show again tonight. <gasps> what? <laughs> She's going with Joe. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, so my happy. God, I love it. That's incredible. That's Sorry, amazing. you can cut that, but I just had to tell you because it came in. And I was like, oh, 
That's so no, funny. No, I'm keeping it in. See, guys, I produce good work. We have repeat guests. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, of course you're going to keep it in. Keep in something that makes you look good, oh, but keep it. my fuck up. If you want to say something bad about me right now, Katie, you have the floor. Here's your chance, Katie. Give me, you want to make me look bad. Let's try this. You have the floor. This would just make me look bad. Uh, you're setting me up again. I'm giving you immunity. <laughs> no, I, there's nothing to say, though. <laughs> I don't have a bad thing to say about you. You've been nothing but nice to me. I will say something Oh, God, is it something about me? No. I have never stunk so bad as when the show ended last night. And I was like, I'm not a sweater. And I was sweaty from head to toe, and I mm. had I hugged so many people, and then we went to a bar, and then mm. I came home at one o'clock in the morning, and I was so tired that I just went to bed, and I was like sticking in my sweaty performance clothes. And You're it's, Joey. It's easily the grossest. Yeah, it was my dirty day. Because so when gr- you said I stunk after the show, I was going to be like, you did not stink. That was one of the best comedy shows that I have seen. And then I was like, oh, no, she means literally. No, I literally <laughs> smelled like shit <laughs> is what I'm saying. I didn't smell you. I was afraid that I smelled when I was hugging you because no, I was sweating from crying at a funeral. Me and I was like, Katie doesn't smell too bad. Oh, OK, because. <laughs> So I, for some reason, have decided that I'm growing out my armpit hair and dying it pink. Don't know what's going on with that. Oh. I do know what's, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to I don't switch know. to a video format of the pod <laughs> once that happens. Well, here's the issue. Apparently, I can't really grow armpit hair. <laughs> it's been like a month and this is what I have. I don't even it, see anything. Yep, it looks like a 13-year-old boy is getting hair for the first time, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to dye it pink. Another thing I didn't know. When you have armpit hair, you smell a little more. I I woke up one morning, and I was like, (laughs) who's the man in the bed with me? Oh, it's me. It's my hairy pit. It's something to cling on to. The fuck? So I, with my newly hairy armpits change deodorants because i was like i need something that's really giving scent i need something that's gonna last all day love that you thought that because i put my shit on in the morning and like cried all day and sweat all day and then hugged you so no i was literally like i was like i passed the pit test not that you usually smell bad yeah i was just like oh she has a different scent today well i also used my Ariana Grande perfume, but that's that's Ooh, not in good one? taste considering she's literally destroying a marriage right now. <laughs> um, I think it's the Dream one or something. I love Ariana Grande has great perfumes. I went so then that's through, what you smelled. I went through that cloud perfume man. Yep. in the heartbeat, yep. heart fucking beat. I need to get a new one. Go to TJ Maxx or like. Like the places, what like is Marshalls? not Home Goods? Yeah, Marshalls. That's what I'm thinking oh, of. They so also good. have the cheaper body spray ones, and they're like six bucks. So even if you don't want to buy like the real perfume, mm-hmm. should we be supporting Ari in these times of her ending a marriage? Though I mean, listen, I've always known that she's probably a like terrible person. Like she does <laughs> not, she does not come across as. And when I say terrible, like she's not like. She's not, like, killing people. But, like, she strikes me as someone who is, like, a Gonna do girl. whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. She 100%. strikes me as, like, spoiled rich girl, mean girl, Listen, like, doesn't give I a shit like about anyone. 
I feel like break up whatever relationship you want. Don't be breaking up no marriage with a new baby that you held. That's true, but also I, and I'm not defending her because yes, that is definitely fucked up. But I reserve more of my anger for the dude in this Mm, case. Okay. Not that like, like what she did, I think was also fucked and she was also married. And like, I think if you have the, if you know that someone is with somebody, like, I, I would not be with someone if I knew that they were with someone. Right. But also the, he could have said no. I think that's equally to blame. The only reason that I'm more mad at her is because it's like the third time she's done it. And there have been girls that have come out in the past, like, uh, I think her name was Cassie David that was dating yeah. Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. and she was like, what? what? So, I don't know. So I, it seems to be a pattern, but... I totally get it. Like, she I, makes I great music and great perfume. Don't think yeah. she's a good person. I don't think she's done anything, like, that I know of that's, like, yeah. illegal or, right. like, terrible. Would I be friends with her? No. Do I think she's a good person? No. Do Can I still listen to her music? Yes. Yeah. Do I want to smell as good as her perfumes? I do. Yes. She makes a good perfume. I do. <laughs> Glad if we can have this like, talk. If she was like abusing people, that's a different story. That's true. That's true. I just, you know, just needed There's to get levels. your RE take. You know? Yeah. It's true. I'm, I'm glad not, we can talk about this. I'm not an this. apologist, but I do like the cloud perfume. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about anything except for this stupid fucking no, Janice okay, storyline. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's do it. So Chandler's trying to break up with her. I love this. Too soon, too schmoon. My God. She's just, I love her. She's really clinging on to the, here's the thing with the storyline that maybe is, is why, like, I, I could see why some people wouldn't like it. They really don't explain the switch of, like, she's, yeah, she's always loved Chandler, but, like, she's super fucking invested. Yeah. And, and so quickly. And he is super fucking not interested. Not. And, like, it would be different if he had come in and been like, I can't stand her. Like, yeah, I never realized it before, but, like, she's annoying. But, like. she He did. But they're acting like, well, she. He he's did like, say it. He says, remember. He's like, remember all the annoying things about her, her voice, her personality, whatever. Like, they're that all bef- back. But, like, oh, I guess he does say he says, before we fell in love. Before we fell in love. I guess they do kind of explain it. You're right. But, you know, it's so funny that he's explaining it to everyone else but her. <laughs> so, yeah. So now we have this storyline where he pretends that he's being transferred to Yemen. Also, what is up with this show and making Yemen a joke? This isn't, this is now the second time. Or no, wait, it's later. Yeah, they say like, aren't they saying like Emma says something that they're like, I think she said Yemen. Yes, and then I'm pretty sure that in the Barbados, in the Barbados episode, he loses his toes to frostbite. Was it from Yemen though? I don't know, I could be wrong. But it's just, I know that it's definitely in... it is a funny word. The show word. a lot. It's a funny word. I guess. Yeah, but it's not that funny. But you know what is funny? Hmm. This whole storyline where they go to the fucking airport. <laughs> Here's why I like it. He lets it get so far that yeah. I, like, it's so classic, like, avoidant Chandler to me. Like, it when, is. And when he's at the airport with her and she's in her little classic mixed leopard print with the red and the black. Anyway. 
And he goes up to the counter attendant and he's like, I want a fake ticket to Yemen. And she has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. That whole exchange is so funny to me. Yeah. And then he tries to sneak on board and then like sneak back out. And Janice is like, I want to watch you take off. And then he has to board the plane and go to Yemen. Like, it's crazy. (sighs) It is crazy. You know what's even crazier? Maybe the flight or the, the girl at the front desk wasn't able to help him because she didn't have a computer screen. She, she just had a keyboard. When they showed behind the desk, there were only a row of keyboards. What are they typing into? Sorry, okay, we're good. Sorry, my thing I thought stopped recording, and I was like, <gasps> but it didn't. No. <laughs> I was like, as you were talking, I was like, ah, how am I going to tell like, her this? Damn, <laughs> what I'm saying is interesting by the face she's making. Do you, you need a fake ticket to Yemen? No, well, but you know what? My favorite joke in the whole episode is when she says, I'll write you every day, 15 Yemen Road, Yemen. And I think about that joke all the time, and I think it's what makes me like this storyline. And I don't know why. I think it's the funniest shit ever. It just works for you. I couldn't stand it. I was like, I want this to be over so bad. (laughs) I love a Janice storyline, though, and I don't remember when we're going to see her next. I think it might be when she sleeps with Ross. Oh, yeah, it is in season six. Yeah, it's like, or I think it's the next season. I think it's season five. It's whenever he has that really long, really gelled hair and he's going through his depressive episode. (laughs) This is like, this is the start of them bringing Janice back to be like a punching bag, like a one off, like punching bag. Mm-hmm. And, like, just really dig into how annoying she is, which I'm totally fine with. But, like, gone the, are the days of love interest, Janice. At, well, I don't know if we need to wait until the end of the series. But I want to start picking, like, our favorite Janice pop-ins. Oh, I like, do rating like them at some point. Like, maybe later. But I would love to do that. Like, Ooh. what our favorite ones are. Maybe when we get to the episode in season 10 where it's, like, her last mm-hmm. uh, appearance on the show, mm-hmm. maybe we can. Yeah, I like it. Let's do that. Because you know I always think that they're a banger, so it's going to be hard to choose. It, it'll be hard for me to choose as well, but a fun question to be asked. Oh, yeah. I love that. Now, meanwhile, at... I don't even know what to call these apartments anymore now that they've swapped, but now at... Joey and Chandler's old apartment, which is now Monica and Rachel's new apartment. Monica is obsessing over the light switch to nowhere. So remember how in the past I was like, I don't know if Monica has OCD because they're just making it a cleanly thing. And that's a big misconception when it comes to OCD. So I was a little salty about it. Mm -hmm. After watching this episode... I kind of feel like she does have obsessive compulsive disorder because getting fixated on something like that and not being able to function until you figure it out Mm -hmm. is a little uh, obsessive compulsive. Uh, So I don't know. It's making me think about it a little harder. In the sitcom world, they always call their obsessive characters neurotic. Like, every mm. every book that you read about, like, sitcom writing and, mm-hmm. like, character tropes and stuff, there'll, there'll be, like, the neurotic one. Okay. And Monica so definitely that. falls into that. But yeah. it's so funny because now we, like, 
I feel like now we analyze things more in our like now I feel like if it were made in 2023 people there would be an episode where they were like does Monica have OCT and they would yeah, probably definitely. address it directly <laughs> yeah I think they would um, her idea, though, to plug things that make noise into the outlets and then follow the sound, I thought was genius. I was like, that's I think fun. it's very smart, but I also really liked Rachel's idea of following the light. <laughs> you could have followed But who lights. has that many lamps? That's true. Like, I don't have that. I have... Who has that many blenders? She didn't just use blenders. She used a coffee machine, a the, toaster. The yeah, she used, like, different electronics which i thought was not smart. just gonna start making noise though you'd have to plug that in like it's a sitcom chloe it right. works you're right whatever even though i'm the one that's always so stressed about it being a cigar <laughs> we're switching places now that doesn't work she gets full blueprints of the building's electrical system oh girl and then we get this last scene <laughs> where she <laughs> makes she she puts holes all over the apartment and then covers them up with like drawings, thinking that Rachel's not gonna say anything about it. And then as Rachel's pulling them off the wall, like there's the one on the floor, and she pulls it out, and they can see their downstairs neighbor, Mrs. Katrakis. Hello, darling. It's her like yelling up to them, and then Rachel, oh hello. <laughs> She's so distraught. And also Rachel's, uh, the wires have come loose in your head. Love that line. And I get it. And that's what made me be like, but it's not her fault. (laughs) (laughs) How do we feel about the reveal that the switch works for the TV in the purple apartment? Here's my only issue with it for reality. It would have been a problem before this. That's what I was thinking. Unless Joey just had it on all the time. But if I thought that a switch didn't work, mm-hmm. I feel like I would turn it in the off mode. Well, maybe it's one of those things where, like, you know how sometimes one outlet will have two switches? So sometimes it gets mixed up, yes. and then when you turn it off, you're actually turning it on? Maybe yes. there's Maybe there is a switch for that outlet in the purple apartment as well. And then there's why also would anybody, that one. I why, don't know why. why <laughs> that nobody would do that. That wouldn't be made. Well, so well it's Joey like, clearly I think doesn't it's care funny. about it. So maybe he just never no. touched it. While I think it is hilarious, I don't know. I just, it would have been a problem at some point. <laughs> but I guess it's a problem now. This episode should be called the one with the sitcom logic. Because there's so many things that happen in this episode that you have to just mm-hmm. be like, it's a sitcom. Yep, just gotta it's accept it and laugh. Yep, <laughs> I want I want somebody to make a sitcom that makes complete logical sense. I want to laugh, but I want everything <laughs> to make sense. It has to. Like you show them fully, like on their commute to work, and then they're like, "No, I don't want to see that." No, I don't want to see that. I just need it to work. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of working. I love a good segue. Guess what's working out big time? What? This relationship between Ross and Emily. <laughs> Is it now? Yeah. It seems Tell me like about that. It seems like it's going really well for them. They're walking around the New York City. 
city streets on their little date. I thought Emily looked really beautiful in this scene, all bundled Why up. Why is Ross carrying a styrofoam cup? <laughs> Who gives anything? Who gives coffee in a styrofoam cup? I think styrofoam was a lot more uh, of a thing back in the 90s than it is now. I remember styrofoam. But it was for iced beverages. I never, ever, ever saw anybody put coffee in a styrofoam cup. I did write a note about that that I'll I'll talk about at the end of this, how that... It's it's just for the joke at the end of this scene. Oh, I guess I'll talk about it now. It's just for the joke where he crumbles it up. But I was like, he's crumbling a styrofoam of coffee? And was this coffee, like, ever hot? Because he's not acting like... It's it hot. him, but it doesn't have ice in it, so it's not iced coffee. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Sitcom but I, I thought these things. I really thought some of these things. Now, while they're walking down the street, they are accosted by two men who just start screaming and picking Emily up and carrying her away. Emily! And as it turns out, they're her old friends, Devin and Liam, played by Adamo mm. Palladino and Mark Thomas. They are these hot intimidating rugby players and it's implied that emily like has slept with one of them this Mm -hmm. whole like oh liam oh liam and he pulls her away (laughs) love that i just thought it was wild that he like literally said like i fucked you in front of another guy (laughs) who does that i wouldn't that's crazy we went to the u2 concert together and then he's like remember the morning after and i'm like bro have some fucking class why would you do that to her like yikes jesus yeah not uh liam's not a very good guy (laughs) no not a very good friend (laughs) now ross agrees to play rugby with them because emily thinks it's so funny that he would ever play rugby so now he's got to like prove his masculinity to Emily by getting his ass kicked. (laughs) This whole scene where he's at the Purple Apartment watching rugby clips with Phoebe and Joey and Rachel is just like straight up laughing at him and Joey's trying to teach him about sports. It has one of my least favorite jokes. I I hate the jokes in this scene where Joey is like the scrum is kind of like a huddle and then he goes, is a hum kind of like a scruttle? What the fuck does that mean? I'm laughing at your pure anger. <laughs> I was mad. This joke actually angers me. It's no 15 Yemen Road Yemen. It's a clunky one. It's a groaner. I don't like it. Clunky groaner. <laughs> And there was another line that that Phoebe had that I can't remember in this scene that I also hated. I did not like the jokes. I didn't think this scene was necessary. See, and that's how I felt about the whole episode. I felt like there were so many bad jokes in it that didn't work. Who wrote this episode? It is funny because I've always thought of this episode as like, oh yeah, that's a really good one. I really like the one where Ross plays rugby. It isn't. And then when I was rewatching it, I was like, huh. This isn't super funny, although I like the concept of the storylines. I yeah. feel like they could be better. And I was on the phone with my sister and I said, like, oh, the one with all the rugby, like, this is such a great one. And I was watching it and I'm scratching my head like, <laughs> huh, well, this ain't all that good. <laughs> I think for me, it's just because, like, I know that Janice is in this one. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Janice. Auto, auto like, yeah. I love it. 
Can we talk about the scrum? Yeah, sure. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Hated it. <laughs> like the whole game think of it, rugby? No. Is that or what it's called? The, the whole game is called scrum? No, no, no. no okay. I, was just I don't know anything about it. I just here's what I needed from it. They were all scrumming and they were like, "Ross, come on in." And then he like doesn't really know where to go and then he jumps in the middle. <laughs> And then he's, like, doing a handstand and walking around as they go about doing yeah. this. Which is, like, not really realistic and it's not funny to me and it goes on for a but really long time. But physical comedy, baby. That's his wheelhouse. No. Yeah, but that was not great. <laughs> um, but I did really like when they looked back at him at one point and they were like, look at him. And he was, like, dancing back and forth with the fucking rugby ball. <laughs> In his fucking that purple was... and yellow square block shirt. Oh, my the God. The ugliest thing they've ever put on Schwimmer. <laughs> so funny, though. But what I would have changed the handstand moving around scene to is, like, he jumps in and does it and they, like, all stop. <laughs> and it's, like, awkward because it's, like, what are you doing? <laughs> How could they not let him in? And then cut from that. They invited him in and then they're just like, but don't move. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't think that the handstand thing was funny. Maybe I would have if they had immediately cut. It just went on for a really long time. Here's the thing. As much as I think the jokes in the last scene where they were watching the rugby, like, those jokes don't mm-hmm. work for me. But I do love this scene where Ross actually yes. plays rugby. Yes. And he's vowing to go red Ross and doing his jig and like it's so funny to me. And he, then he gets it his is very ass very hilarious handed to him. Mm-hmm. He's like he does caked in mud, got his ass beat. Yep. It goes exactly as mm-hmm. you would think. And then Emily's kind of mad because she's like, okay, I told them to go easy on him, and they're not. So now I'm gonna like help him out, and she basically tells him everything wrong every like weakness of the opposing team and she's like kick him in the she's ankles dirty. kick him in the balls why did she not offer up this <laughs> information at the beginning i don't know <laughs> i was like girl you should have opened with this if you were so nervous instead of telling them to go easy you should have just given him this information right off the bat wouldn't it have also just been so much more attractive if Ross didn't feel any need to prove how manly he was by playing rugby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense because we have a lot of cases of Ross like being insecure, and even later, like in the male nanny episode, he talks about like oh my god, how he's like so insecure in his own masculinity and stuff. So I feel like it tracks for Ross's character. But, like, yeah. Joey wouldn't have to do this shit. Joey right. just gets to go and watch and comment. And- <laughs> Red <laughs> Ross! He's so proud of him. <laughs> I did really like... I like. I liked the chemistry between Emily and Ross in this episode. I liked it. I yeah. liked when they were on their date walking around. I liked, like, at the end when they're sitting on the couch at Central Perk and Ross is like, oh, my God, like... I can't believe I did that. Like, he's so into yeah. her. It made me really want to know more about Emily because we only really know her as Ross's love interest. I don't even think they ever talk about what she does for a living. Like, we really know nothing about her. Oh, my God. we You are making me realize how we literally know nothing about this and girl. And, like, that's the thing. I, I've talked about this kind of character before, but when they bring in a character... That is, like, basically specifically designed to be a block between, like, 
the two characters that you want to get together. So like Ross and Rachel. Right. And like the audience is basically just set up to like hate them from the get go. And I feel like that's maybe right. why we don't learn much about her. But she seems like a cool person. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the less we know about her, the less that we can be like, well, I mean, she's human because yeah. they haven't given her any fucking human characteristics. It is kind of interesting, though, because I feel like this really displays what the Emily Ross storyline is built on, which is like. Like, they move so fast because he's like, I love the person I'm with, like, when I'm with her. And, like, she makes him feel cooler because she is so cool. But, like, it isn't who he actually is. Yeah, so do you love her or you just love the person that you become with her? I feel like this is a question that comes up a lot in, like, a love triangle kind of storyline, which is, do you go Mm -hmm. with the person where you like who they push you to be? Like, you like the potential of, like, where you could go with that person or the person who, like, is fine with exactly who you are now. Like, on The Office... That. On The Office, like, that's what the Karen, Jim, and, like, Pam love triangle is. Like, Pam likes Mm -hmm. him for who he is and Karen likes him for who he is, but, like, she's more of, like, a ball buster and, like, could push him to be more ambitious. They've done that on 30 Rock. Like, it's just... It's something that comes up all the time, and it usually comes down to the fact that, like, the right choice is the person who is fine with you as you are. Yeah, definitely. But. What an interesting concept that I've never thought about or even realized while watching shows, and you're a thousand percent right. I think we're gonna. I didn't even think about it being a love triangle dynamic in that, like, sense. Yeah, it's interesting because I think. I think when you do settle with the person, and I don't mean settle in like I'm settling, but I mean like when you settle down with the person who does accept you for who you are, I think Mm -hmm. in a way, like if you are the right personality type, I think that does push you to like go towards the things that you want because you feel happy and fulfilled in one area of your life. And then you're like, oh, now I have the confidence to like go do X, Y, and Z. Like you don't need the person who's like, you have to do this and you have to do that. And, like, you need to change X, Y, and Z about you. Because when you're with the right person and you're happy, then, like, it gives you the confidence to go to those things anyway. To do those things. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm very excited to keep up with the Emily Ross storyline. I think it's so good. We get, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's the fake party is the next episode. Yes. That's a cringe. Oh, my God. This one is, it's, it's a wild ride. It's giving, um. It's, like, so awkward. It's It has... Is Steve... What is his name on the show? Steve Carell? No, that's his real name. On The Office? Michael it Scott. It does give Michael Scott. It's giving... It's giving Michael They're Scott in really some of it. really pushing Rachel to her most awkward this season, and it's kind of great, because Jennifer Aniston Oof. is so funny. So we'll see that yeah. next time. Oof. What were your God, I can't titles, wait. titles, Katie? Pretty obvious. Pretty boring. We have the one word Chandler goes to Yemen. Oh, one of your titles is going to be the one with 13, or Yemen 13 Yemen. I just figured one of them out. Okay, anyway. Uh, The second one is the one with Red Ross. And the third one is the one with the light switch. All super boring and very obvious. What are yours? Katie, I have the exact same titles. (laughs) I I have the one where Chandler moves to Yemen. The one with Red Ross 
And the one with the mystery switch. <laughs> and you know, before we started the show, I was like, oh, I only have two titles and you had forgotten to make them and then you wrote them down. And then I said, gonna have the we're same. probably going to have the exact same titles. And I predicted the future. You were right. And you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to change them just so we have variety. I think those are what they are now. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength, baby. Man. We're vibing. <laughs> Where can everyone find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. Where can everybody find uh, you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Cuckoo for Clo Clo Puffs. And if you like today's episode and you want to hear more, feel free to give us a review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And go ahead and share They Were on a Break Pod with all of your friends who also love friends. Do it. Do it. Yes, we need we need to expand the I don't Friendum. Friendiverse. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. My mind when I tell you it's gone. I get it. When you were like, let's do a podcast today, I was like, damn, girly, okay. It's been so long. Ambitious as so fuck. Long as it has been out. so long. I did almost cancel And I'm on scheduled you. on on our days in the next two weeks of the future, so we're going to have oh, to figure God. it out. It's rough, man. I'm so glad I didn't, but I will be signing Me off too. as soon as we end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that is fine. Uh, we will see you guys later. She's going to go eat um, uh, some food. Yeah. And I'm going to go smoke some weed. Bye. There it is. Bye.